Good. Like that. Do you want anything, Russ, before we start? Water, Pepsi. I'll take a water. A small boy. So, <laughs> a small boy with a. I had one earlier. A wooden whistle. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Uh, it's oh, what do I know? Well, that <laughs> energy is dipped. Okay, 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 right. Fifteen right. seconds. Okay, okay, right. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Uh, we are back once again. Although this will be part three of a four podcast week because I haven't bothered putting last week's up yet. Um, but we're going to kick off in the usual way. Uh, just before we get into that, it's me. It's Tom, and we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, you might know him if you've come over with, uh, as a Gridiron Gents follower, uh, as the producer and ex-host of the Gridiron Gentleman podcast, Mr. Russ, how are you? I'm alright, thanks. Yeah, you won't know me, unless you <laughs> listen to the first three episodes of the Gridiron Gents. You were there for like two years? Yeah, but I was very much lingering in the background. Uh, I still feel bad about that. <laughs> I still feel bad about that. Anyway, you're here with us tonight. I am, yes. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks. Good That's to have you. what people say in these situations, isn't it? It is, yes. Or when they're on University Challenge. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm just going to rearrange my little rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting in the usual fashion, um, what's everyone been up to? Tom, what have you been up to this week? Well, we're going to start with me. Should we start with Russ? I think we should start with us. Okay, Russ, we've been up to. You can start with me, but I've not been up to a, a whole lot, so I've just got back from the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Is he anyone good? Uh, lots of well, it depends what you mean by good. Because okay. I, t- I tell people at work that I've been to Edinburgh, and they're like, "Oh, I saw this." I saw that cool as well. <laughs> I, um, you might see this because it's uh, not a visual podcast. I hope um, we, we've got a, a box of cola bottles, and both Russ and Tom now have pulled out cola bottles that appear to not have any cola in them. Yeah, naked cola bottle. What is going on? Wow, and we've been really shortchanged here by Mark, by. Um, we can say Mark's Spencers, Some of these are empty. Yeah, you want the BBC. Play Mark's Spencers. Sorry, I totally, I totally interrupted <laughs> you there with this amazing revelatory thing. You were telling us about the Fringe Festival. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just got back from Edinburgh. Very good time. Oh, we only go and see like the comedy, which is, you know, I think that's perfectly respectable as an art form. But you tell people at the office or whatever, and like, oh, we saw this amazing interpretive dance piece last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just go and see stand-ups, actually. <laughs> yeah, back, back from a few days there. It was excellent. Mm. So, see anyone good stand up wise? Because that's all I would do as well. That's all I did when I went up there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so loads of good people Daniel Kitson, Bridget Christie, Colin Holt, uh, Chris Gefford, Spencer Jones, a bunch more that I can't quite remember. Excellent. excellent. Cool. Very, very good. Well, I keep meaning to go back. I loved it when I went up there. So. Yeah, great fun. This is a historic town. Yes. Yeah. Very hilly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only city in the world where everything is somehow uphill from. Everything else. It's like that MC Escher waterfall painting in city form. It's mm-hmm. mental. You try to go down and you find yourself back at the top of the hill again. Yeah. yeah. You, mm-hmm. you walk up a hill to get somewhere. Mind bending. It's up a hill to get to anywhere else, <laughs> including the place you just came from. So, I mean, aside from that, what have you played any games recently then? Before then? Or watched any films? Or? You've got a really weird, insouciant look in your eyes. I didn't mean to, sorry. Uh, what have I been playing recently? Uh, I've been. I, I got sucked into No Man's Sky. Really? Yeah. You got it on your PC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is yeah, it's good. It hasn't changed my life, but I'm not one of those idiots that thought it was going to. So it's been it's pretty cool so far. Uh, 
I've been playing Wolfenstein New oh, Order. I love that game. Really? Yeah, it was like six quid on Steam. Uh, and <clears throat> hand played it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a great game. It's like really good fun. Shooters were in the late nineties, but yeah. better. And you're blowing up Nazi wizards in space. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. With a deep story. Yeah, a serious really story. Good, well. The characterization is really, really good. And then you're like firing rockets at this mecha Nazi thing. It's quite a weird experience, but really, really well done. It is good. I do. I have to admit. As someone who is a fan of the time period, well, not a fan, but I'm interested. A fan like, of the time period. I like to think of myself as an amateur historian, and I find the Third Reich a very compelling period of history. Um, that kind of tongue-in-cheek look mm. at the sort of cyberpunk-esque future Nazi world is is fantastic, and the and the Nazi moon base is uh, is is a trope. I mean, it is, mm. isn't it? It's just and yeah. it's brilliantly done. It's so good. What's the film? Iron Sky. Iron Sky. It has a great film. Ridiculous movie. It's absolutely terrible. Although it's better than Nazis at the centre of the Earth, which which goes <laughs> the, the other way. Which is like, they're not in space. Well, they are, but they're at the centre of this planet, which is just <laughs> ludicrous in some massive cave. It's so weird. I feel like I have to go back and play Wolfenstein. That game, I really like that game. It's really, really cool. Don't play Old Blood, though. Really? That bad? Yeah. Well, no, it's not bad. It's just, it's not what it's about. The mm. Old Blood is... You know, you play now Wolfenstein the New yeah. Order for the kind of I think the futuristic sort of steamy yeah. sort of futuristic look at mm. at it. Rather than the old blood which is kind of, and you know, the reviews even said as much, you know, you it's all a bit kind of you're in the castle, you're running around. It doesn't work in the <clears> modern <throat> in the modern graphics of the of the day, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of trailing off there, I was looking at the waveform here and it just gets smaller and smaller <laughs> and <I'm> just kind <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I love Wolfenstein. But yeah, No Man's Sky. I, I, it's the one thing that I kind of want a PS4 for. But at the same time... I, mean, I wouldn't say it's worth buying a PS4 for. Mm. Um, it's it's good. It's not really a game. No. It's, it's a hobby. <laughs> um, like, you, you know, and you play it about sort of two hours at a time, and you just bimble about blowing up rocks, petting iguanas, and <laughs> trading with aliens. So it, it is... Really well done and mm. really clever, but it's not—it's not a game. No, it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> Excellent, fair play. You watched anything recently? Anything on TV? Netflix? Not really, because I've been away. I've started a project to rewatch all of Star Trek: Next Generation <laughs> from the beginning because I, ne- I never, because I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. We yeah. never had Sky when I was growing up the wrong side so, of the tracks uh, yeah. I've, well, like, I've seen a lot of it but I hadn't seen most of the early ones and I'd seen sort of like you know the BBC would just chuck a mm. random episode on rather than actually stick to a series structure Yeah. so I've gone right back because all Star Trek has popped up on Netflix and I'm not fucking watching Voyager again so I'm going to start with shit. TNG yeah. and uh, go through all of that I like Deep Space Nine as well I'm Deep Space Nine I'm, I'm going to do Deep Space Nine <clears throat> next because everyone says that's the best one yeah it's good yeah, well, I've seen none of it Cisco's kind of a badass, like the commander of the spaceship. Spaceship, is it? It's, it's actually that it's a space station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's uh, the, the commander of the space station. He's pretty. He's kind of a badass. Got some interesting characters. I love Next Generation though. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the first series at the moment, so it's still pretty shit. Um, and Patrick Stewart's massively overacting. I'm guessing. So. Yeah, he's been like the grumpy old man. Will Wheaton is still super annoying. Riker doesn't have a beard yet, so it's like there's a lot of potential. But it's not very good at the moment. Riker without a beard is a completely different person to Riker with a beard. It's really strange. 
Well, the personality is in his being. Yeah, 100%. In most of the command ability. Yeah, and the ability to write a movie as direct, yeah. as uh, Thunderbirds. Although I just saw him do his first backwards hop over a chair, <laughs> which I've been keeping an eye out for. I was really looking forward have to you, that. Have you seen that YouTube video? How many times I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the next Good Should have said, though, my dad had um, series one to seven on video form. And each video, video form? Yeah, video form. And each video had two episodes on it, and it took up an entire wall of space. That's amazing. Crazy, crazy stuff. What have you been up to, Tom? Hmm? What have you been up to? Oh, that was a very quick segue. Um, Is it? Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it's, uh, I, I spoke to you before. Um, I traded in even though um, we previously spoke about how much we love Xbox and stuff, and I still do own an Xbox One, and I do absolutely love it. I traded in my Xbox 360 for a PS3, um, and the Uncharted games, and Heavy Rain, and The Last of Us, and a few other games as well. Um, some you played stuff anything, that yeah. I started playing Uncharted mm. 1, Drake's mm. Fortune, and I have to admit, um, I'm finding it quite enjoyable. <laughs> 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 as filthy and as <coughs> dirty that makes me feel, um, it is quite good fun in that way uh, that brainless mush can be quite fun. Mm. Um, I, w- I think it's probably some of the most cheesy overacting I've ever seen in video games ever, but it's I think it's all harmless good fun. I, again, I would stand by everything I've said. They're not they're not genius games, but they are they are good fun. Until you finish four, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Until I've sold my house and bought a PS4 just to play Uncharted Four, <laughs> and just sitting there alone, my wife left me <laughs> just so I could play Nathan Drake again. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I'm really looking forward to playing Heavy Rain. Jason, one of these people who's uh, watched more of it on uh, YouTube than I've ever actually played of it, so. You know, I've seen. I know what's coming. I'm looking forward to playing that, uh, and I'm looking forward to playing The Last of Us. Finally, everyone's been going on about it again since the remaster that was on PS4. So Just I'm really sharp about it. Um, I have to admit, the one game that I keep going back to, and one that we're going to be talking about a little bit later, uh, is Inside. I don't know what it is about it, mm. but I find it so easy to just kind of slide through the chapters and go, "That's a cool puzzle." Yeah, yeah. I'll play that again. Mm. I really like the conclusion to it. Um, my favourite one, the one I keep going back to, is the one just before you go into that area with the shockwaves. Yeah. Um, is that puzzle where you have to get all of the people to onto the pressure pad, um, and you and eventually you get to that point where you're like, oh, I need one more. Where am I? Oh, there's a dead body. Over yeah, you drag, drag the bomb and then it opens, and that steady sort of pulsing noise yeah. you've been hearing just in the background of everything you've been doing. You suddenly find out what's been going on. There's some mysterious, great big flashing light in the dark. Superb, love it. Still sublime. Yeah, I good. have actually found. Is it, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just swooping straight in here. I found if you get really close to the telly while you're playing it, <laughs> you get like really close. You see so much stuff that you miss because you know you usually sit maybe what three meters back from yeah. the telly, three or four meters back. So you're sitting there watching it. And, you know, if you've got a relatively large telly, you, you know, it looks kind of like you know, you've got a monitor in the corner playing away. If you get really close to this game, you realise that it's a it's a fully 3D world mm. that, that is there in front of you. It's not like Limbo. It's not where it's a very clear black and white, you know, up and down, and everything is on a on a set plane. Um, it is absolutely a 3D world, and there is stuff going on in the background that you just don't see if you don't get close enough to. It. I'm not suggesting you sort of you know get press your face up against the glass. Um, but 
you know, get a bit closer and have a look, especially in the underwater bits. Yeah. So much going on in the background there. It's it's a, it sounds like a Twilight Zone episode where your wife's just going to come in and you're going to be in the TV. I know, just on the other side, <laughs> looking out. Well, you're <laughs> I'm safe now. <laughs> like, just, just comes in front of me masturbating. <laughs> Press up against, just, you know, straight up against the TV. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Please don't leave me. See more detail in the background if you do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was on a podcast. <laughs> Whose podcast? Ours. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it really. Watching, haven't really done much watching. Kind of watched a couple of episodes of um, Fresh Meat again. Yeah, yeah. I love Fresh Meat. A couple of episodes, but I haven't really done much watching. Hmm. Not much telly. No. No. Um, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, what what yeah, thank, thanks for asking, Tom. Yeah. I've um, not done much in terms of games. I've played more Overwatch. I am fully 100% addicted to Overwatch now. Yeah. A game is so much fun. Um, and it's fun to watch as well. So I've been watching Sarah play quite a bit of Overwatch as well. And she plays a different character to me, so it's quite interesting to see what she does, which is completely different from my... My character is uh, D.Va, so you can do a number of things with her. And she's got a mech, so she's kind of a tank. So you can just put her in front of something that needs to be shot. As long as you're relatively close, you'll take it out. Whereas Sarah's Mercy, who's like a healer, just runs around, she's got wings, and she flies around healing everyone. Just, just play the game, it's so fucking good. I've watched it's amazing. I'm, I'm, it's the first first person shooter I've played in a long time that's really sucked me in. Um, so yeah, I, I love Overwatch. I played a bit of that. I've been tempted to play Oxen Free again after sending you that video. Yeah, that game is so good. The more I think about it, the more I want to play it. And the more I think about it, the scarier it gets as well. Because I've been reading reviews about how scary that game is, and I didn't find it that scary. And I find I scare really easily. So I find that surprising. So yeah, now I want to play it and have people who told me it's scary, and I'll probably find it a lot scarier. Oxen Free? Yeah. I looked at some of the clips Yeah. on uh, the Game Hub on Xbox yeah. One. It does look really good. It kind of reminds me of Lone Survivor. Yes, mm. it's got an element of that, mm. yeah. Um, I finished Stranger Things finally watched the last two episodes and that's another thing that stuck with me TV series that, that stick with me generally is generally a good thing except for when Suicide Squad stuck with me but that's different um, you love too soon <laughs> yeah I, I, I've, I, I watched Stranger have you watched it yet? Right. no it's it's amazing it's it's really really good and after it's one of those ones where, where you listen to songs again and it reminds you of parts of the, the TV series. You're like, oh my God, that's that bit. And it's a bit like, uh, as you were saying about Inside, the bit where the music kicks in when you've got the, the mm. uh, shockwaves. And there's an element of that to it. But like, I don't, know, I don't think anyone can listen to Should I Stay or Should I Go again, who's watched Stranger Things, without being brought back to this one very vivid part of the TV series. The theme tune itself is fantastic. And, and music is such a big part of it. I, I'm I'm fully fully I, I'm I'm tempted to watch that again as well. I'm tempted to bin off all these things I've never watched. Like I've never watched True Detective. Should watch True Detective. Uh, still haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five, but I might go back and play Oxen Free again and watch Stranger Things again because I really like them. <laughs> um, other than that, watch a lot. You're of, adorable. Um, other than that, watch a lot of American football. That's 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 been my week pretty much, apart from work. Um, that's why there's been more to it. Done anything else? Bought Deus Ex. Haven't played it yet, so bought it on Tuesday, the day it came out, and haven't actually 
got around to playing. I remember getting the text from you. You yeah. said, said I, I bought it. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. Like, oh, it's yeah. amazing. So how, how is it? You know, have you played the first couple? Of, every time he tells me he's bought a new game, it's like, no, I haven't played it yet. Did you yeah. play the last one? Yeah, I like the last one, yeah. You, you loved the last one, one very good, mm. yeah. But then I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of the people who, one of the, well, probably not that many people who played it. When it first, when the first ever Deus Ex came out, I don't know if you played it when it first came out, the first Deus No. Did I play Deus No, I don't think so. No. No, I didn't. See, and it wasn't because I knew about it or I'd searched it out. I just asked one of my mates who, who was a piece of gamer at the time, I was just like, have you got any good games on? He's like, God, play this. It's really cool, man. Just, you know load it up, play how you want. And I, I just thought, you know what, I'm used to Quake 2 and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure it's just going to be a shooter and things like that, but no idea how deep it was going to be. Invisible War, bit wank, but Human Revolution, I think, really brought it back. There's nothing cooler than, well, those sunglasses. <laughs> and um, the um, big carbon fibre blades. Why? Why? You can fire them in this, apparently. Also, why? Yeah. It, yes, well, there is that. Yeah. But why are all the... Mech orgs in Human Revolution seemingly more advanced than the mech orgs that are actually in the original Deus Ex, which is set after Human Revolution. Why have they made them so damn Why? I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. I haven't played the new one yet. Oh. <laughs> is the all. first one still considered canon? Yes. Or have they sort of gone off in a different? No, version? it is. It's. I mean, it's very much considered. Yeah. By the scholars of. Sort of thing. Absolutely, we have decided that it's very much yeah. the council convened. <laughs> yes, I tell you, what, I tell you what I have been doing. I played a board game. Played um, one of my favourites, Battlestar Galactica board game, which is fantastic. So much fun, and you end up just turning on your friends, which is always a bit of a laugh, really. Most of the games you make people play involve turning up. Someone's always the spy, (laughs) or the ghost, or the vampire, or whatever. There's always some sort of traitor. Yeah, this this one's got Cylons, though, so that's different. (laughs) But you you can, if you suspect someone's Cylon, you have to like a chance to airlock them and stuff like that and kill the character. Nice. Really good fun, and then you've just got typical Battlestar Galactica crisis is happening, and then the base star. So we've run out of sweetener. Yeah, we've run out of sweetener, yeah. Down to, down to just one play, Lou Rock. Um, which is an issue. Um, then, other than that, I've been, I meant to plug this last week. Not that it needs plugging, it is the number one podcast in the UK. I've been listening to uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is my, obviously, apart from this podcast and the Fantastic Gridiron Gentleman podcast. My favourite podcast at the moment. Have you listened to it? Oh. You've been listening to it, haven't you? I have. I've just started the second series, and it is it is phenomenal. It's amazing. It's so good. So the story is this the story. The story. Well, the story is the title. This. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's dad wrote a porno. He's reading it out with his friends, um, just pulling apart every sentence, basically. Mm. And every now and then they stop him and just go, Jamie. This is your dad. <laughs> but it's, it's incredible. Like if you thought Fifty Shades of Grey was a low mark of literature, this book is by some means better and worse than that. It's, it's so weirdly written. I'm glad I'm going along for the ride, let me put it that way. The, the book in the, in the um, podcast is called Belinda Blinked. And uh, it's... Oh God, what's her name? Belinda... Blumenthal. Blumenthal. Uh, is the sales director of Steel's Pots and Pans. <laughs> who, work How? In, who work in the pots and pans industry. 
And then it just goes on about uh, yeah, the pots and pans industry and how she's fucked her way to the top in the pots and pans industry, basically. Except she, no. she really hasn't. No. And it will digress into a whole chapter about a regional sales meeting <laughs> and making sure that everyone's taxis are charged to the right cost centre. <laughs> he says at the, the start. And then someone gets fingered at the end of the chapter. <laughs> it's amazing. He says at the start that it's, um, it's tags under, was it, lesbians, uh, pornography... And what is it? Business, business and leadership. Or business and leadership. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just brilliant. You meet some some of the characters in it are fantastic, and his loose um, understanding of female anatomy is generally quite hilarious. Uh, the line he grabbed her cervix <laughs> will stick with me forever. <laughs> Um, but then today they added they, they do these ones called footnotes now because it's the number one podcast in the UK they keep like famous people on into like his kitchen just come down sit, sit around and talk about Belinda Blinked um, and so a couple of weeks ago he had Elijah Wood and one went up today they had Daisy Ridley so Daisy Ridley's a fan of my dad wrote a porno and now I want to marry her even more mm. yeah she's fantastic so uh, yeah. very conscientious of you to plug the UK's number one podcast on your podcast I'm sure that, that was going to really, really just trying to get on it you know <laughs> if anyone from uh, my dad wrote a porno wants to come on this podcast by the way more than welcome to and if Daisy Ridley wants to come on Dude, you've got this to ask. Podcast. Um, <laughs> you, you've got to ask yourself how that works. Do they want to lower their standards and come <laughs> on our show, or do they want to lower the tone of their show by having members of the Hoi Polloi <laughs> in their kitchen? <laughs> this isn't. A, one of them's a Radio One DJ, I think. Um, so no, they're okay, but. There's several strata above us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this isn't necessarily a plug, but I'm just saying if you haven't listened to it yet, do yourself a favour. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Maybe not one to listen to like if you're on a crowded train or something, because it's quite. I I was listening to it at the gym and did myself nearly quite a serious injury. (laughs) Convulsed. It's proper laugh out loud moments. I, I listened to it in the car and pulling up to traffic lights quite loud with the windows down. And just have to turn it down and they get to the traffic lights. And they, they just have to look at me laughing more. Mm-hmm. Should we go to the, the um News 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 Right. Feel free to yeah. say news <coughs> News. Excellent, excellent. excellent. That's Thank that's you. exactly the spirit. So we've got some Donald Glover news, that's always good. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, he said he enjoys Spider-Man and says he's a Star Wars fan, so he'd be up for playing Lando. Okay. This is great news. <laughs> important news. Get, get, get the most important news to kick off with. There it is. He's in a very enviable position, though. All he has to do is go, yeah, I quite like Spider-Man and uh, I'm a bit of a Star Wars fan. And he's it, the roles are now going to be his to turn down. Yes. Rather than, I mean, I could say those things and the phone doesn't ring at all no no I, I don't think any of us will be in any of those films no. Tom uh, no okay no not yet you're, you're not reading for the part of young Lando I'm reading for it um, no one knows or can hear me <laughs> <laughs> through the through the double glazing <laughs> you made yourself a little cake <laughs> I did yes um, just reading it as you're playing through inside with your forehead pressed against the screen <laughs> you see so much <laughs> you really do Excellent. Yeah, that's 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 all my news. So I'm done. Do we think he'd make a good young Lando? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course he would. I think he'd be good at everything, like yeah. the bastard that he is, because he is good at everything. I, I think he's going to do a very good job. Yes. Yeah. I think that this is a fantastic choice for um, 
a, a film about young Lando. <laughs> I'd, I'd, what, I'd, if he gets the part, the film is no longer called Young Han Solo, it's called Young Lando. Yeah. I mean, if, if the internet wouldn't explode, he would make an awesome Young Han Solo. He would. But, you know. The, the racist internet. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, Stranger things have happened at sea. Mm. I was about to say like that horse becoming Pope that's not a line from Blackadder is it um, I um, yeah it is <laughs> strange things that have happened horse become, yeah. Horse, yeah, for one um, I, uh, yeah there's a chance he's playing Miles Morales in the Star Trek in the Spider-Man film as well he could play Miles Morales in Star Wars and he'd still be awesome at it I love yeah. Donald Glover uh, so yeah news 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 there's potentially a new Duke Nukem game on the way. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm really excited for 2357 when that <laughs> gets released. Yeah. Wow. I mean... What is the fucking point? Seriously. Just do a new game. I don't know. But as PC Gamer quite rightly points out, I don't know if Junior Can Forever is really as bad as everyone thinks. Admittedly, it's not the best game that's ever been made, but it wasn't the worst game that's ever been made. Which I think is the nicest review it's it's got. But <laughs> if you go to dukenukem.com and go into the age gate, you'll be confronted with a happy twentieth anniversary banner. Um, and there's a coming soon. Uh, PC Gamer says it's a warning. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a countdown that's currently got eight days uh, and change left on the clock. So yeah, there's eight days or so to go. So who knows what we're going to find out? Is there another game on the horizon? Is someone going to try and Make it better. Is it just a 25th anniversary remaster reboot? Who knows? Because they also say that Duke Nukem's Facebook page has come back online, which we all know when a Facebook page comes online, the shit's going down. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Duke Nukem's Facebook page must just be filled with with um, with just. I, mean, I can imagine it's quite wrong. Let's leave that there. A, re- a remaster yeah. of Junior Kim 3D done in actual real 3D as opposed to the sort of pseudo 3D that they had. How its build was 2.5D, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was sort of... of if you looked above more than like 30 degrees up, everything suddenly went all crazy. Mm. Perspective went off. So it was still... And it was still at that time when games hadn't got to the point of getting people to actually move off the horizontal plane even in the way they looked. Mm. So until like the dual thumbsticks came in. I think when they were doing the first Half-Life or something, they had to really signpost whenever there was, mm. like, if there was some alien up in a window, people would just wander around getting shot on the top of the head going, I can't see it, because they weren't used <laughs> to looking up. Good. Half-Life did some very clever things. Mm. Um, there's that moment where you're walking through uh, the, uh, I think it's office complex. I think it might actually just be before you get into the lift that takes you down to office complex was the first... Level you go through, um, uh, you go through a door, and there's a kind of glass walkway bisecting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. The and yeah. they pull your attention up because there's a zombie yeah, like, hammering on it, and, and it glass falls down, and falls through. So it was all like you say, little things like that, which they were they were getting you, they were training you at that point to look up, which uh, yeah, it was very clever. Um, I mean, the one that I always remember being particularly bad was uh, Dark Forces, um, the original mm. Dark Force on the PC. Whenever mm. you try to look up or down, everything would kind of sort of... Yeah, you know what I mean? Nightmarish, Escher-esque yeah, Oh, God, everything's like stretching out like a Kubrickian hallway. Um, but yeah, um, who knows? Duke Nukem 3D remastered in 3D, if what Russ says. 
I mean, that, I mean, that could be could be good. It depends how they like remark. If if it's the original but just done to look good and work properly, that could be awesome. Mm. Yeah. But if they reboot it, this could just be really forever, forever too. Yeah, I really hope they don't. A character like that. I mean, there is nothing to Duke. There is no backstory. There is just mm. he's an alien ass kicker with a less than. 21st century view yes. on women. Yeah. Um, Maybe it'll just be some gritty backstory about his his impoverished childhood and <laughs> what are what are the factors that led to Duke becoming the man he is oh, today? I see a sort of a deconstruction. Well, his of the time character. in the orphanage. Yeah, you know, he started reading feminist literature at university, but just yeah. couldn't couldn't get on board with it, yeah. and then went way the other way. Yes, <laughs> yes. I like this. I mean, I, I would say Randy Pitchford take note, but apparently. The Junicum Twitter account has appeared, um, and the only person that's really sort of engaging with it is Randy Pitchford. So, <laughs> so um, yes, that's, that's quite interesting. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it couldn't, you know, there are worse things that could happen. Yes, I suppose mm-hmm. there are. Yeah, and that's, that's all I've got to say about that. I'm just now looking up Duke Nukem on Twitter. I don't find anything. I can't find his Twitter. It's, yeah, it looks like it's a, the rumored re, the rumor is a remake. The rumor is a remake. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Is it just Duke? It? No, that's someone else. <clears throat> this is fascinating. Uh, this is, I mean, this is compelling. This is fantastic. Did you say what his Twitter handle is? Um, I was there a minute ago. People listening to this have already searched for it, found it, and are now yelling. <laughs> at their okay. iPods what it is well <clears throat> if this is it Duke Nukem which is at Duke Nukem game and he could do with the followers um, he's only got 2,466 followers yeah that's it at Duke Nukem game and it, apparently the tweet was the king is back line up ladies yeah it's, 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 it's worse than that it's your face your ass what's the difference the king is back baby my boot size is 13 and what they say is true <laughs> just awkward. It's just like that awkward uncle at a party. Just, just. Yeah, things were really good until your seven foot tall, roided up Uncle Jeff comes in <laughs> yeah. and starts just patting all the girls on the arse and how to the king, baby. Um, yeah, it could be interesting. I'd play it. I'll probably play it. I'll I'm probably get the legendary edition or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and question myself. I still have it. I yeah. still that's one of, one of the only few things I kept out of my Xbox 360 collection was my Halo games. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the modern warfare's that they wouldn't take because the box was too damaged. <laughs> and um, the Halo collector's editions, and some of the other collector's editions, Mass Effect collector's editions. And um, yeah, the Balls of Steel edition, which is looking very sad on its own at the end. <laughs> I don't know why I bought it. Don't judge me. You should judge me. No, but you, you, you've talked on this podcast about how excited you were about. I was excited because I was like, oh my god, it's 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 actually coming. It's actually coming yeah. out. They've finally finished it. Someone, you know, and I was thinking it's Gearbox. Gearbox, you know, did Opposing Force, the mm-hmm. Half Life Two, uh, sorry, the Half Life um, kind of expansion, Opposing Forces. Or opposing force, I think it's just opposing force. They they did the um, uh, Brothers in Arms games, the mm-hmm. you know Hell's Highway and um, the Road to Hill Thirty, which are fantastic games. 
you know, they, they, they've got a kind of track record, record of taking games on that weren't quite finished and whipping them into shape. Duty Nukem Forever, it was kind of like, oh my god, they're, they're going to be doing it. This is good, they're, they're going to rescue it. I mean, sadly, it was rushed. I mean, you could just tell it was rushed. And, yeah. you know, Gearbox's reputation has probably been sullied a little bit by... Um, Gearbox did Aliens Colonial Marines as well. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, their reputation has really been sullied. Duty Nukem Forever followed shortly after by Aliens Colonial Marines. Wow. But they, what a double whammy of disappointment and failure. They did do... Um, Your mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Borderlands. No, they do. Well, see, well, that's the yeah. point, isn't it? They, they, they do have a good track record. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, in this sort of industry, you do get remembered for the failure. Mm. And they did, um, recently, Battleborn, which came out a month before Overwatch. <sighs> they must have been gutted. Yeah, because Battleborn's quite good. I've got Battleborn. You said it was very funny. It's fun, yeah. And it's got that kind of Borderlands sense of fun and wit to it. But, um, and like, like Borderlands. Like Borderlands, yeah. yeah. Except Borderlands is better, so I might as well just play Borderlands. Borderlandsian. That's rather good. Should I, should I do some news? Have you got anything, Russ? Or? No, not really. I've been away for a week, so I haven't really been uh, keeping up with the skinny. No problem at all. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's Space Pilot, Space TV series Pilot, will be directed by John Favreau, apparently. Which John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he will direct the pilot. The pilot has been said to be a cross between Firefly and Futurama, which has piqued my interest somewhat. I was going to say, that would have definitely got a wiggle out of you. So, it? yeah. So mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane, who directed Family Guy, which got cancelled on Fox, is directing a TV series that's meant to be a cross between Firefly and Futurama, two series that got cancelled on Fox. On Fox. So that would be interesting. I mean, Futurama did get uncancelled on Fox. So did Family Guy. Mm. But, um, not, fa- not Firefly. No. <sighs> Sorry, dude. No, no, no. News. Yeah. Do you need to go and stroke your Mel Reynolds plushie for a bit? A little bit. Yeah. I know. I've got a, um, a Mel Reynolds pop vinyl. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to clarify. I mean, just, <laughs> if you need to leave, just leave. Should, <laughs> I, should I keep the potentially disappointed? If, if we're heading down that, that road, uh, the... Gambit movies lost its director again. Uh, Doug Lyman, who was in line to direct the film, which was due to be released in 2017. Doug Lyman? Yeah. Interesting. That could be what could have been. It would have been great, yeah. Except uh, DC have, or Warner Brothers have uh, uh, pinched him for the Justice League, the Dark Justice League movie, Justice League Dark, which is all that. They're, they're not actually calling it Justice League Dark. It's, co- it's called Dark. It's called Dark. Universe, something like that. I can't remember what Guys, it is. do people do people get that? Like, our people are really dark, and <laughs> we, I think we need to be more explicit about this. They didn't get it with with Dark Knight. It, it, that wasn't enough. It just focuses on like the magic characters, like so the slightly more off kilter kind of more interesting, darker characters, I suppose. So like Constantine and uh, Enchantress Zatanna, all the kind of interesting characters that don't fit in with the Justice League mm-hmm. it's going to be their answer to Doctor Strange I'd imagine it's probably closest to the truth is it going to be any good? Um, well they've got a of the recent reboots they've got a 100% no rating <laughs> so uh, we'll wait and see because, because the, the Justice League looks great and um, as does Wonder Woman but I thought Suicide Squad looked quite good as well and I was slightly disappointed the more I think about that film the more I hate it I enjoyed it when I came out of the cinema and I'm now at this point where I, I just want to throw darts and 
Jared Leto. Not even a picture, just Jared Leto. He's coming out with some quality stuff in interviews, isn't he? He's he's such a bellend. Such a narcissistic prick. He really is. This is not the film he signed up for. What he said, at least if he died, he said, um, all all the, uh, the, the edited scenes would come out. Now, if you're playing the Joker, that's probably not the smartest thing to say after what happened to Heath Ledger. What a dick. What a dick, indeed. Um, on the plus side, though, Dan Harmon's been brought in to, re, uh, to do the rewrites for Doctor Yay! Strange film. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. I, I love Dan Harmon. So he's been brought in for that, and he's mates with the Russo brothers, so who knows what could happen there. He could either find himself directing a Marvel movie, one of which is looking for a director at the moment, which is the Captain Marvel film, or potentially just helping out with things like rewrites, providing a little bit of comedy for Infinity Wars, potentially. Mm. I'm excited by that, even if he's just involved in a few scenes, and Doctor Strange anyway. I think that's a very smart move. He's a very, very good writer. So, good news. News, in fact. Good news. News. Personal favourite of mine, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Apparently, the live-action uh, film uh, has uh, a director yeah. in negotiations, Sam Mendes, who directed <laughs> Skyfall and Spectre. Road to Perdition. Yeah. Other cheerful films, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But the thing is, like, I mean, James and Giant Peach, it's a bit weird. It's a bit of a weird film. Yeah. I mean, come on. If you're going to do a Roald Dahl adaptation, though, it has to be, it has to be legit scary. Mm. It's that, that's what makes them so good and that's why people love them so much they are creepy I agree with you it's like um, Rick Mayall's Grim Tales yeah the manic way he delivered those stories makes you know which are already quite creepy but yet still sort of fable-esque works perfectly I mean look I think it's good I mean Disney they've done they've been doing a lot haven't they these last mm. few years and they've done obviously the Jungle Book live action which is very cool mm-hmm. um, apparently there's a sequel <laughs> Worse. Really? Yeah, Mowgli in New York or something. I don't know. Like, it's the surly teenager. Is it, is it just yeah. Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, nice man. Yeah, we're just some panther trying to get in there the whole time. Um, you know, uh, so you know, good director, good. Um, he's got a good reputation. Do we think in ten years' time, every Roald Dahl book will have been remade? In as, ten as years, in, as alive. Has anyone film. ever done twits? That's what I was wondering. That's my favourite as well. Uh, no, I don't think they have. There's that. There's the live action witches. Yeah, with Angelica Houston. That is brilliant. Apart from the ending, because it goes happy. Yeah, just there's, complete bullshit. Yes. There's Danny Champion in the world. Yeah. There's obviously they haven't done Glass Elevator, have they? But I think they're doing that, aren't they? I, d- I didn't really like that shot in the Chocolate Factory. No, it's... Again, it, was, it went weird, but didn't go scary. Mm. He was just an oddball. Yeah, and... Uh, Whereas, it's Gene Wilder, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one is really intense and scary. Yeah. I mean, it is, because everyone goes, oh, it's Willy Wonka, you know, it's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and you just flick it on at Christmas and yeah. stuff like that, and you watch it, and you get maybe half an hour into the film, and you're already a bit like, it's a bit weird. Isn't it? It's, a bit, it's a bit. It's a bit weirder than weird. Yeah, you know. The bit on the on the boat going down the chocolate river and it goes all yeah sort of hallucinating. It's just like close ups of like spiders crawling over people's eyeballs. Uh, yeah, and he's just sitting there in the front of the boat, staring at them all without moving. It's so creepy. It's I do. I, I love the. Oh no! Don't stop. 
that kind of thing. It's like it's brilliant. This guy is just letting a dude disappear up a chocolate pipe. You know, just oh no, don't stop. Well, it's all right. The implements will sort it out. Um, I mean, it's brilliant. Absolutely superb. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Sam Mendes in talks for live action James and Giant Peach. Who knows? Live action twits would be awesome. Mm. Yeah, because that last little vignettes, isn't it? They could do that as like a Netflix series, half an hour each. I mean, the twits are a couple who put glue on trees to catch children to, <laughs> to eat them. Mm. Yeah, you know, to make and to make bird pies and and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. Just from, yeah, I loved that as a kid though. Yeah, <laughs> back in it. All those pictures, those wonderful big pictures by Quentin Blake of like mm. all the food stuck in Mr. Twit's beard. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Such happy memories. News. News. Um, Batman cosplay break record for the amount of gadgets on one person. So Batman. Uh, Is that a heavily contested record? I don't, I'm <laughs> guessing not. I mean, the other holder might be Batman. But um, yeah, the cosplayers had actual twi- Batman versus <laughs> cosplay Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman doesn't go out with a bottle opener like attached to his finger or That's something true. like that, probably. Um, yeah, 23 gadgets on his person, apparently. Built into the suit. But right, because it wasn't just a person carrying 23 phones. No, right. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, he's just it's under his cape bag. and he's selling them. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'd still like to see him in a fight with real Batman. Real Batman. Real I just Batman. realised what I just said there. Real Batman rarely does conventions. No. Like sometimes no. he goes, like, he goes, but he dresses as a stormtrooper. <laughs> just dresses as someone completely different. Yeah. Big Captain America fan. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I dress like a stormtrooper. News? News. So, I'm going to read this out anyway. Oh, I've just seen it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, Nintendo and X. Detachable controllers will reportedly feature motion sensing and advanced vibration. It will reportedly feature both advanced vibration and motion sensing capabilities, but will be um, phasing out the Wiimote okay. and that, that sort of technology. Uh, additionally, controllers are rumoured to feature some sort of advanced vibration force feedback. One source has likened the vibration to what's found in the Vive controller which alters intensity and pulsing patterns and duration mm. of vibration to mimic the sensation <clears> of a range of different movement types. Um, as such, the sensation from hitting a tennis ball, I'm doing air quotes, would feel different from striking an object with a sword. Okay. Now, all very well and good, uh-huh. but we already have this uh, in vibrating packs. Yeah. Uh, in our controls, you know, for the Xbox, for the PS4, for whatever else, they, you know, some of them do have force feedback. And uh, vibration doesn't doesn't do it for me. It's you know it's a bit. I mean, especially there are times when you're watching a cutscene and you're, you you suddenly become aware that the controller's vibrating yeah. in your hand, and you're just mm. like, "What the fuck is going?" You know, why yeah, is it just, just like scuttling across the table? And, and, you, yeah, and, and you put it down to have a, a tea and a biscuit. Yeah. Really sounded like you're going to say something else. For <laughs> and you put it down to masturbate vigorously. <laughs> it's been one of the Inara cutscenes. Oh. You had to. Release some tension. <laughs> okay. uh, apparently, uh, according to IGN, um, they reached out to Nintendo for further details and have said, had to say that they will update this article with any comment that they receive, which means they haven't received any comment up to now. Um, which has also been addressed by um, Nintendo's um, spokesperson anyway, mm. that they've already said 
yeah, we know. We know we're not very good at talking about the details, and in fact, that's probably why the Wii U didn't do, do so well. That we didn't really do a very good job of selling it in, um, and you know, actually, they didn't. They no. didn't do a very good job. And to be honest, they're in danger of doing the same thing with the NX. It launches in March, <laughs> and you know what we got: September, October, November, December, January, February, March. March classic time to launch a console as well. You know what I mean? Just just as everyone's sort of getting their second game for the one they got at Christmas. We're going to ride the Easter wave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Easter wave. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's too far to posit really what's going to happen because, well... I love all the Nintendo fanboys that will be excited about vibration function, so... It vibrates! the best vibration function ever! It vibrates. Look, I don't know, who knows. Yeah. It's so early, but... I just I, I'm yet to hear news about it that actually kind of makes me excited. I mean, even the even the look of Zelda, the the new one, kind of makes me think Witcher Three already did it. Yeah. Okay, but the Zelda game, I'm going to defend the Zelda game here. It's one it won the Gamescom award for best game of the show or whatever it is, and it won the uh, E3 award. Okay for being the best Nintendo game, I'm joking, the best game of the show, because it was the only Nintendo game of the show. Um, it looks good. The new Zelda game looks good. What it looks like in the NX, who knows? What I don't get is they've had... Scorpio was announced at E3. Mm-hmm. Sony's thingamabob is going to be announced in on September 9th. They've had, what is it, June E3, isn't it? Yeah. June, between June and September to announce their console which they haven't done. Mm. Um, and it's, they're going to be looking at probably announcing the console. They're not going to want to announce it like a week after the Neo, because that would be suicidal for the console. I think so. So they're looking at probably announcing it October, November time, at which point no one gives a fuck, because people will be buying whatever they're buying for Christmas anyway. Exactly. I mean, Ross yeah. exactly made the right point. It's just, yeah, potentially you're looking at make, making a purchase around February, March time of the next game that you're going to devote some time to yeah. rather than buying a new console. I mean, I certainly won't. I mean, the fact is that I'm, I'm loath to... I mean, having already... I traded in a console to get one. Mm. I didn't spend any money on this, but I just certainly don't have money to buy mm. a new console by that point. But after March, I think I'll be trying to recoup the money I've spent over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless they're going for what they did with the Wii, which is target people who aren't console gamers. It was everyone who doesn't have a console. £120 was how much I spent on a Wii. Mm-hmm. I bought it very soon after it was released. And if they can hit that price point... They're not going to, you know that, right? Well, of course they're not going it to. Doesn't, yeah. With the amount of technology they're putting into this thing, if, if all the rumours on things are vaguely true, Three, it sounds like an expensive bit of kit. 3DS XL, which is... Um, this will be a bigger version of one of those by the sounds of things. But this sounds like it's basically going to be a sort of an iPad and a docking station, yeah. kind of, isn't it? But with all sorts of advanced force feedback and motion control, you know? Yeah. It's not going to be cheap. I don't think it's going to be cheap either. Because, yeah, so 3GS XL will go for, what, 180, 190? Mm. That's a 3GS XL. So this will be more than that, I reckon. So they're going to be pitching a handheld, potentially. Mm. Close to the £300 mark. Could be. I mean, that's what the Vita was, wasn't it? Yeah, but that didn't do very well. Which is a shame, because it's a good console. Mm-hmm. But it's... it's, Yeah. It's not... No, it's... A, it's they're pitching... Yeah. 
because the Wii was 180 when it came out. Yeah. Which made sense because then people were buying them for Nan for Christmas. <laughs> but if it's closer to I think it's the kind of console that will work really well in Japan. Yeah. But may not necessarily work so well in any other country. I'm going to stick to my guns and say there's the kind of console that Nintendo fans will love. Mm. One with a Nintendo badge on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not so sure that anyone else will be that bothered about it. I don't think they're going to win over. It's a shame. I mean, I, I have to admit, I am quite excited. I want to. I want to see it purely now. by the yeah. history. I want to see it. I want yeah. to see how. It, I want to hold one in my hands. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get. I you know that I probably will get one mm. if if it's decent, but maybe not a launch. No. I'll no, get no. one of the ones that someone returns a couple of months yeah. after launch, and I'll buy that second hand. Yes, definitely. No, I, I I'm I'm interested. Let me put it that way. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to badmouth them because it does sound really good. It just seems like they're making. Just doesn't feel like they're very good at marketing, which we already knew. Anyway, yeah, so. they're not. So they, they don't care about that. No, no, very, very true. true. And it, it could be. I mean, this thing could be awesome. And it'd be nice to see some sort of genuine innovation that is not pointless. Yes, like Connect. But one of the things I saw was that they patented was um, motion sensing controls. Yeah, I mean, like nobody's actually done outside of VR stuff. Nobody's done motion sensing well. No, in a game, really, not like you know you can sort of wave your hands around in a few Xbox games, but it's not what it was sold as when they were developing that thing. No, I mean I remember the video of Project Natal. Yeah, yeah. and it, thinking the future is here. I'm yeah. going to actually be playing my hands, but then of course you get it out and you have to hold your hand <laughs> on something and wait for the yeah. Ah, oh, great. So we promised, like, Minority Report crossed with Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's true. Yeah, all that happens is every now and then, this quivery little hand will pop up on the screen and you realise that you've just been sitting in a position where the Xbox can see your hand. Yes. Um, I remember we played it once at a party, I think. I think we had fun with it once. And that was in someone's large living room because that was the only time we could ever use this Connect sensor. Mm. Yes, Connect was rubbish. New ones fun because I can shout on my Xbox which is nice but yeah it's still not wonderful is it they did it from the new one haven't they sorry yeah they have yeah which is a shame because you can now control it through your headset instead you're right you're right Tom oh yeah sorry yeah sorry <laughs> just looking at the stuff <laughs> what do you want no no I'm fine okay um, more news news mm. Mm, yeah Okay, right. Uh, here's one that I, I saw earlier, obviously. Um, CEX is selling PlayStation Slim, PlayStation 4 Slims, apparently. Mm. So, uh, apparently, according to Kotaku, uh, currently CEX's website says that it has five of the consoles in stock, four in the Witness branch and one in the Oldham branch. Um, it seems like a load of these have been stolen, basically, the, mm. the, the PS4 Slim. They, they appear to be cropping up everywhere. And Sony still hasn't announced it yet. If they're selling those, yeah. how is that not handling stolen goods? It is hold handling stolen goods. Because there is no yeah. legal way to get hold of a PS4 Slim at the moment. They're selling them on Gumtree, apparently, on eBay. I don't know whether that makes it any less dodgy, but still. The police might want to look into that. But I'm just saying, I think it's hilarious that Sony are handling this not so brilliant. Yes, no, 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 no. But if you want to pop along to this announcement we've got in September, why do they think it's such a big deal? Every single console that's come out 
has a slim version around this time in its life cycle. They need to just own up and say, yeah, the slims, they're coming out, here we go, blah, 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 blah. But still, we're announcing the Neo in this this meeting because your console you've owned for at least a year, so it must be out of date by now. Yes. Got a bit bitchy quickly, didn't it? It did get a bit bitchy a bit quickly. Uh, more news? Yes, I've got some news. Go for it. Star Wars Rebels Blu-ray clip explores the Darth Vader versus a Shako Tano duel, which is pretty cool. Um, if any of you guys watch the animated series at all, on, no. On... no, I haven't seen it. I saw it's Rebels right. had has got Wedge in it now, and um, was it the General? What's his face? Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. That's right. It is. Really good fun. Is it really? It's yeah. really good fun. I have to admit, I was never a particular fan of um, a lot of the spin-offs from Star Wars, but the Clone Wars animated series was really good, mm-hmm. like the original cartoon. It got really quite good. Um, there was obviously the disastrous animated movie of Clone Wars, mm. which had Ahsoka Tano um, uh, sorry, um, in... When she becomes uh, Anakin Skywalker's first apprentice, which, which seems a bit weird, um, and it doesn't really make sense in terms of fitting in with the movie canon. Oh, is she the, the little one with the two legs? She's the Twi'lek with yeah. the um, oh, yeah. She's not oh no, she's not a Twi'lek. Sorry, she's not. She's um, she's not, is she? No, Sorry. what is she? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. She's the same as uh, uh, the one Shakti. on the Shakti on yeah. the Jedi Council. Oh, it's something else beginning with T. I think. T- no, tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hang on, let me. I'm going to look it up now. Quite anyway, fancy shag tea. I quite fancy shag tea as well. The se- yeah, I quite fancy. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, stripes. I, the, yep, I like the orange and the blue. Mm. It's always good. So, She's Star Wars. Togruta? That's it. Togruta. Tortuga. Togruta. So, Star Wars Rebels Season 2 ended with a lightsaber duel that we've been looking forward to for a long time, which was Ahsoka Tano and. Darth Vader fighting. So nice. Of course, Darth Vader being Anakin Skywalker, her apprentice. Uh, oh, sorry, her master. So she was in Rebels and Clone Wars. She was in Clone Wars and now Rebels. I thought Rebels, uh, Clone Wars wasn't canon anymore. But it's still going on. It's a really good story. What, Clone Wars? Yeah, it's still. It's, and Rebels as well. I, I really? see. Yeah. So they're, they're both canon, considered canon then. Still. Rebels definitely is. I don't yeah. know if Clone Wars is. That's what I was thinking. Well, Clone Wars probably isn't now, mm. but so that's, I mean, for Ahsoka Tani's backstory watch Clone Wars because you see her as his apprentice and yeah so Mm. yeah so exciting Um, and uh, there was a nice uh, there's uh, on the season 2 Blu-ray there's a really good video which delves into that relationship the whole what that fight means to Vader Mm. what it means to Ahsoka Um, it's it's apparently very cool um, and it's actually on YouTube so So, she all grown up in now yeah she's very much a kind of sort of Good Jedi bordering on grey, kind of uh, a Kyle Katarn kind of Jedi, you know. Nice. A little bit grey, but. Love me some Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Oh, mate. Sexy geography teacher vibe going on. Yes. You know for a fact there are leather patches on that guy's jacket, mm. you know. <laughs> I mean, that, that guy's got it in case he needs to lean up against a rock, you know. Fucking brilliant. So, um, so yeah, I, that, that's really good. That was exciting to see. Excellent. Um, Ron Perlman rumoured to play Swamp Thing Ugh. which I like I I find that quite interesting so yeah. Swamp Thing will be part of the Justice League Dark stuff apparently uh, who I forgot to mention before they picked up Doug Lyman the rumours were Guillermo del Toro would be taking control of this which would have been 
fucking brilliant. Mm. Yeah, he'd be rather good involved in that. Uh, but yeah, Ron Perlman would make a very good Swamp Thing, I think. Especially if they go off into like the Alan Moore, this guy is super fucking powerful rather than this guy smells and looks like a swamp. But in the Alan Moore's run turns him into like a god, basically. Yes. Uh, whereas everyone else is, they, no one's taking him particularly seriously. But yeah, Swamp Thing, that would be swamp interesting. Swamp Thing actually features in uh, Hellblazer quite a few Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Constantine, yeah. 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 So, Calls him the Bog God, mm. yeah. which he is. Which he is. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Any, any more for any more? Uh, no, you go. You've probably got more. I have. You always seem to have more. Okay, so rumours of Domino in the next Deadpool film. So that's rumours of Domino, rumours of Cable. Just announced that it's going to be the X-Force film. Mm-hmm. Right, guys? Yep, sure. Uh, are these rumours based on anything? Or? Um, they asked... It's Cameron Howe, who's in Halt and Catch Fire. Apparently she was asked if she played, she was playing Domino, and there's rumours about how she she's playing her. Uh, the cable rumour is because the end of Deadpool, the post-credit sequence when he walks out and says, well, you guys here, and he does the whole uh, Ferris Bueller bit, and then pops away and comes back and goes, oh, by the way, Cable's going to be in the next one. And then he goes, yeah. bye. I don't know if that really counts as a rumour or just Ryan Reynolds chancing his arm. Yeah, I th- well, he's done all right with it so yeah. far. He, the, the film got made because of that, pretty much. So Cable's got to be in it. Um, they, they'll probably do the whole X-Force thing with Domino, Cable. They've already had Colossus in as well, who's quite a member of X-Force. So that could be quite interesting. I look forward to that. Did you make quite awesome. a lot of money, Deadpool? Yes. Because that's all they need... All, it, all the film needs to do to get whatever it wants made is make a shit ton of money. A ton of money. Because compared to a normal Marvel film, it was dirt cheap. Wasn't yeah. It? it was like their indie art house version of their film. Yeah, basically. But it, but it was quite funny. It's great. It was. It's yeah. great. It I, was, I, I, I hate the character of Deadpool, but I liked that film. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite bit is the fact that he's called him Francis throughout the whole thing. Mm. And he, he goes, he calls out, what's my name? And he looks down and he spelt. Francis with dead bodies yeah. and for the eye for the dot on top he's chopped someone's head off yeah. <laughs> it's great I love it. throughout the whole film and his, uh, the cab driver yeah mm. he's got the guy locked up in the back and yeah. gets rear-ended and kills it it's just yeah it's, it's really 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 good really funny I, my favourite is the bit where he's leaning up he's like gone back to the house and he's mm. leaning on her shoulder mm. and she goes love is blind and he just looks over and he goes no you're blind <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, man. I, I, I could not control myself. I, I love... I can't just get into why we love Deadpool now. Um, I love the bit when he's just been told he's, he's got cancer. And he's like lying and goes, come, and what's her face? And Ara from Firefly comes up to him and goes, uh, come back to bed. What are you thinking about? And he goes, uh, just had the Liam Neeson dream again. Uh, I kidnapped his kids and he just wasn't having it. <laughs> and then they go to bed and this lasts it's like a minute later and he goes, um, you know, uh, they made three of those films. <laughs> you have to start to wonder whether he's a good dad. <laughs> and just the fact that it just continues. The joke on its own is not that funny, but the fact that he's just, it's, oh, it's brilliant. Really, really <laughs> That is really funny. Um, yeah, so Deadpool <laughs> 2 will probably be quite good. Um, news. news 2k games has slipped three new videos up onto YouTube of, of the Bioshock collection oh. of showing how pretty Rapture now looks 
Mm. Um, the launch trailer was good, mm-hmm. although it was so quick in its transitions that you could never. It, and it, it would suddenly show you something. It would go original, and then you'd hear this sort of swoosh noise, and then it'd be like new, and then it would just <laughs> original new, original new, original new. And it was just so quick that you were kind of like, what the fuck? I mean, to be honest, the only thing I noticed as it was zipping past at a rate of knots. Nautical term there. There we go. Uh, the rate of knots was um, was the fact that there were more jellyfish in the sea as you're approaching Rapture uh, in the bathysphere. Mm, that was my main problem with the game the first time. Around. <laughs> exactly. It's not an accurate. Fantastic storyline. Population density of jellyfish. Great world building. Too easy on the jellyfish. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing, and it? it's with um, jellyfish. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. What is the point? I don't know, man. I mean, to be honest, some people said that there wasn't enough uh, money in the jellyfish fund. So, you know, it's, it takes a while to program these things. You know, you know, if, you, if you're structuring your studio, that is the first thing you think about. You might not be doing a game that has the sea in it, yeah. but you have your jellyfish department. Absolutely. Oh. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there is one corner of the animation studio that mm. obviously sort of nautical life, and then within that, jellyfish is yeah. obviously your major petition. Mm. Yeah, it's just good, good, um, you know, good spend. It's sadly always the 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 area that gets pulled, the funding pulled from, to to for other parts. Exactly. People just assume you can reuse the jellyfish from the last game, but they look so out of place. I Doesn't mean, matter. Duke Nukem Forever, more jellyfish, <laughs> and we're looking at a completely different ball game, aren't we? Probably um, game of the year that year. If jellyfish of the year. Yeah. yeah, jellyfish definitely jellyfish. Just jellyfish department, just one guy crudely drawing jellyfish, going, guys. Yeah, that's there amazing. Are, there are jellyfish in Duke Nukem 3D. There's those sort of underwater electric bastards, aren't they? Mm. The, sort of uh, the octo brains. Yeah. Yes, they're sort of jellyfish, but more octopusy. Mm. Some sort of nightmare hybrid. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's perfectly where the octopus mm-hmm. uh, department comes in. Yep. All right, Dan, don't labour it. Move on. Sorry. Yeah, right, leave it. Uh, I don't know whether this means anything to anyone other than any hipsters listening to uh, the podcast. The Undertale soundtrack, like coming out on vinyl. So, like, you can listen to Undertale and, like, relive all those. I'm being a dick now. Undertale soundtracks are coming out on vinyl. Is vinyl still a thing? Vinyl is definitely still a thing, yes. Yeah. People say vinyls, though. That annoys me. It makes me want to stab them in the Vinyls. Face. Vinyls, yeah. It's not vinyls, it's vinyl. Vinyl is plural of vinyl. It's. it's don't, don't be a dick about it. News. News. Um, is there more news? Yeah, I've got new, more news. Uh, Virginia, a new game that's coming out uh, inspired by Twin Peaks and X-Files. Oh, oh that looks quite, really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite yeah. excited about that. I just literally wanted to say that. It looks really good, but yeah. That's what I got on that. News. Um, Riri Williams, the new Iron Man. Well, she's a lady, so she's not the new Iron Man, but uh, it's going to be... Um, She's got a name now, instead of Iron Man. She's Ironheart, which I quite like. She's like meant to be a 16-year-old girl taking over from Tony Stark as Iron Man, which I like. Yeah. Uh, Sombra. Have you heard about Sombra, the new character for Overwatch that's been rumoured and there's this internet buzz about everyone's trying to find Sombra and they're I hate to break your heart down, but I don't give a shit about Overwatch. <sighs> You've got to play Overwatch. It's brilliant. Have I mentioned that I like Overwatch? I mentioned that I like Overwatch. Anyway, yeah, there's loads going on there. I don't really know much about it because I'll just wait till it happens. In the meantime, I'll play play a diva. Kick your ass! Yeah, of course you will. Uh, uh, Resident Evil 7, I'm a bit of a horror game fan. Um, This one looks like um, it's blatantly ripping off PT. 
one that, of the that's monsters. A good thing, though, right? But it is a good thing because you know it, it only has to be a half as scary as PT to still be quite scary. Mm. Um, and I really liked what I saw from the uh, from the E3 videos. It's been rated. Yeah, it is. Uh, the uh, it was rated today. The board that governs. Where was it? Where was it? Hang on. Yes, this is the thing. It was up, but it was taken down. The the SRB page was taken down. It was legitimate stuff, and apparently we weren't just supposed to know it. But this is what they found. It deals with main character Ethan's identity and his search for his missing wife, that the spooky interiors we've already seen belong to a derelict mansion, flamethrowers make an appearance, mutant creatures, while assumed, hadn't been specifically named as such, so they're just, there are something mm-hmm. there, the application <laughs> of shovels uh, to various parts <laughs> of anatomy that were not designed for, and they're swearing. So we know that there's going to be decapitation by shovel, um, flamethrowers, mutant creatures, but not necessarily mutant creatures, swearing, spooky interiors, and someone looking for their wife. I'm kind of all over this yeah. game. It's uh, quite cool, right? Yeah. And Resi 4 is being released, re-released again soon. Again, and again. Again. Am I going to have to buy Resident Evil 4 for the fourth time? Yeah. <laughs> for the Xbox One this time. Definitely will do it. Yeah, I know. I've, I've bought that game four times as well. I bought it... Um, my ex had a Wii, so I bought it for that as well. Because for some reason, I thought the motion controls would make it better than the PS2 version that we played to death. Mm. Um, and then for the Xbox 360, and now I'm going to, have to buy it for the Xbox One now. But I'm it definitely is going to buy it for the Xbox like, One. You, yeah. you go back to it, and it is still a phenomenal game to play. So so good. I have never played it. I think I think we've been it's talking about. Really, I mean, it genuinely is as good as people bang on about for our so, this this is what I hope. I hope that the remaster is going to be good because I I've played like the original Silent Hill two, mm. and I've played Silent Hill two HD. Yeah. And actually, Silent Hill two lost an awful lot by mm. being remastered in HD. I sincerely hope that that's not the case with Resident Evil four. Yeah. Because I would like to play an experience as close to the one that everyone says is so good. Because you know you only have to read a rudimentary. Um, articles about these things to know that the over-the-shoulder camera and stuff and, and just little things like that that it did mm. were revolutionary for its time and I'm worried that I play it now and I, I might be a bit like well all games do this surprisingly no, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so because it's if they dick around with how the controls work yeah. like so like the controls take a bit of getting used to yeah. and you, you think it's crap to start with like you can't move and shoot and everything's torturously slow so when you've just got one zombie coming towards you or whatever it's a bit just a bit annoying but when you've got a pack of them it turns into like a puzzle game mm. you've got you know that you've got three bullets left in your gun you know how long it takes you to reload and you're sort of they're all at different distances from you coming at different speeds and they've got different abilities so you have to sort of prioritise your attacks so you, you know you shoot one in the knee to sort of hobble it take a step back, take the head off one, it turns into a giant chicken, you have to go into your attaché case for half an hour because apparently the zombies will just sit there and wait for you <laughs> yeah. to play Tetris with grenades. <laughs> you know, come back out with a different... It it's sort of goes from being this weird action game to a horror game to a sort of a physical puzzle game. You get eaten by a giant fish. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. It is great. It's, know, it's properly scary because you, you can... Feel them coming at you from all directions, but you can't see them. But you know they're there. 
but they're going slow. Cool. And they come they come from behind you as well. Yeah. Did they make a was there a copy of Resident Evil Four for the PS3? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's on the Xbox three sixty, yeah. wasn't it? Bloody train It's one coming up the Xbox One though. But um, yeah, so you'll be standing there shooting the zombies in front of you. When I say shooting, you'll be all over the place because you're fucking. Yeah, the, yeah. the first, the first encounter. Yeah, is it's so simple, but you shit yourself so much. You empty your gun, and it's like from um, Pulp Fiction. You just like outline around the gun because <laughs> you just panic and yeah. shit up. Uh, when, you, when you go back to it later, and you just dead but the first time it happens you absolutely cream yourself and you slash you, piss yourself you keep doing that and you'll be shooting them and you'll know you turned around a while ago and saw a couple coming from behind mm. you and you're still shooting still shooting shooting and then the next thing you know there's a pitchfork in the back of your head and oh my god yeah. always remember the guy that with the chainsaw the, the first one yeah doctor what's his name yeah so that's the one time yeah vibration has Actually, fuck this. Um, was yeah, you just leave this room and you hit, and then like this guy running at you with a chainsaw. But you can you can see him, yeah. and if you if you just stand back, nothing happens. Yeah. And you're like, right, that's, I live here now. Yeah, I'm not going any further. But um, we, we figured it out after a while, didn't we? But the first time, it just hacks your head off. And just like best like, death like, animations, like you, kind of, you feel it cutting through your head because you're. Oh, it's like he's chainsawing through and then it sort of sticks yeah. halfway when he gets to his spine and oh, then sort of jumps through the rest of it and then you do these there's these um, these this is turned as just a Resident Evil forecast but it's um, there's this bit where you uh, you can do like extra missions aren't they like so one set on like an oil rig and one set oh, on like the Ada Wong stuff yeah. yeah and there's one there's one with like this mutant chainsaw person has got a double chainsaw and you expect it to take a while it just comes on with thunk your head flies off <laughs> So yeah, it's really good. Play Resident Evil Four. Okay. Uh, another game. Let's, let's stick with nostalgia here. Uh, people have been doing their top seven games on Twitter, um, and a regular appearance has been Time Splitters Two, um, which <clears throat> combined with Time Splitters Two being playable in uh, Homefront Revolution is leading people to say, yeah, actually, we'd really like another Time Splitters, or can you just remaster Time Splitters 2 and re-release that, please? Time Splitters 3, bit of shit. Was, but we played Still a lot. Yeah, yeah. Time Splitters 2 was... Cracking. That was amazing. Yeah. Two PS2s yeah. with a USB cable going between them. Happy drunk times and as well. And two, two tellies. Yeah. It took us about four hours to set up, but it was worth it. It was worth it for ten minutes of gameplay before I fell asleep. Quality. But, uh, yeah, it's... Time Splitters 2, so there's now like a lot of people saying, Can you just remaster Time Splitters 2, please? That'd be nice. there's, there's a bit more to it than that, though, from yeah. the studio's point of view, isn't it? Oh, can we just, uh, just hit the, you just go file, remaster, <laughs> publish to Xbox One, PS4. Clean, transfer, transfer to Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds like good. A, Still, a little, a little bit of coding there. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little bit yeah. No jellyfish, though. No. Uh, last bit of news I've got is Witness is coming to Xbox One and Inside's just gone to PS4. Uh, someone I heard describe it as a prisoner transfer of the <laughs> PS4's game of the year uh, with the Xbox One's game of the year going to each other. It is. It's like, it's like the, uh, the Bridge of No Return yeah. in, between North Korea and South Korea, isn't it? It's just a, <laughs> a sort of a silent transfer. 
So, yeah, we, will we get in the witness in... I did feel quite comfortable like watching all the reviews of the PS4 thing going, inside is a beautifully crafted... Like, I know it's a fucking beautifully yeah. crafted... I've been playing else. it for ages. I've been playing it for months. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Are you playing inside? Here's what happens at the end. <laughs> yeah. I'll save that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Mm. So, I mean, anyone got anything else? We done? There's going to be an Angry Birds 2 movie. Cool. Yeah. Why? Have seen Angry, anyone seen Angry Birds 1? I just going to admit to that. <laughs> no, I've been trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I played Angry Birds quite a bit. That's fine. That's allowed. You've got to do something on the bog, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's it then. Unless anyone... Any, any more? Any more? <gasps> no. That's cool time. Okay, right, it's fine. We're, we're done. We're done. We're, uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days' time or a day's time because there'll be four podcasts this week coming up. So enjoy that. Um, I don't know why I said that in a vaguely threatening manner. Uh, yeah, we're back in a couple of days with our Inside Theory cast. We're going to go inside. 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 So, warning now, that's going to be full of inside spoilers. So, if you haven't played inside, inside jokes, if you load of inside. Absolutely. <laughs> a load of inside jokes. So if you if you haven't played it yet, don't more gold like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't listen to it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Cool.